Hello and welcome to No Worries If Not, the Marathon Series Season 2, Episode 4. How are we all this week? I am coming to you with a recap of the Carlingford Half Marathon that was on on Saturday the 5th of March. Hard to believe we're March. Also hard to believe that it's so close to the big day and judging by how awful Saturday one went, I am dreading it. Um, yeah, so Saturday didn't really go to plan for me personally. The, the two lads absolutely smashed it. They were incredible on the day, but just from start to finish the day was awful for me. The whole run was. Um, the weather was perfect. The location was probably one of the best places I've ever ran. And I really did enjoy taking that all in. Like I didn't let the, the negative effects of the run impact my enjoyment of the day if that makes sense um probably a very weird concept to come to terms with but my body didn't feel good for the run my mechanics are completely off the hydration vest which I'll get into gave me like neck burn but I still loved where it was I loved the route I loved how we finished by the sea I just I, I just loved it so anyway We'll start from the beginning and let's get cracking on the recap of the Carlingford half. So it was an early start Saturday morning. Race kicked off at 10. I don't think I'll ever say anything other than kicked off. Um, it's just, it's ingrained in me. So the race kicked off at 10. We were on the road before eight to get up there on time because the email early in the week had said like all oh, very limited parking spaces. Make sure you get there on time. You can't obstruct the local village, the usual so we're on the road for eight, got up there and met up with the other guy we were running with. Three of us headed down to the start line and it was bitter cold, like the wind from the sea. I suppose you kind of forget, like you think in your head, oh, we're finishing on the sea. It's going to be lovely. You forget how cold that is when it's windy and it's Ireland and it was early March. Like it's not the middle of the summer, somewhere warm in Europe, like it was Ireland. Um, but it was absolutely stunning. There was a gorgeous mountain right beside the sailing club where we started um, overlooking the sea oh, I was just I honestly can't get over how beautiful the scenery was and such a scenic route it was amazing so the race kicked off at 10 um, we all got going first kilometre was like completely uphill and I, like I have that rule of don't check the route don't check the elevation better just to arrive and be surprised well let me tell you I was shook when I saw the hill and I was like oh Christ so then my neck started like I started getting the hydration vest, whatever way it was on me, was rubbing off my neck, like constantly just on one side. So I had packed the hydration vest wrong. I had like too much stuff on one side, not enough on the other. So it was like lopsided, if that makes sense. So the, the lighter side was rubbing up off the neck. The heavier side was like weighing down. And um, so that was irritating. And then the reflux started again. Um, I am actually under medical guidance for my reflux now because I've had to go to a doctor it's gone so bad but I felt like the heartburn and I never really get it that bad when I'm running so this genuinely felt like I was going to be sick and I thought oh my god like I'm this is awful so between that and the the vest irritating me I stopped so I had been running with one of the guys I let he went kept on going I stopped and I stopped say for a good 10 minutes like no joke I was well able to get my my breath back my Garmin could tell me that my heart rate was gone down below 100 so I stopped for a while I was getting frustrated with the best and in my head I was like oh this race is ruined 
um, my time is going to be awful. I feel like crap. Will I just go back to the car? I have the car keys. Like, screw this. My head went into the gutter. And then I was like, no, then cop onto yourself. Like, you're literally two kilometers in. You're going to do more. Get up and run. So I re- got the vest back onto myself. Had to tighten my straps a bit more. I was then convinced that I had the wrong vest. I was like, no, he definitely has my vest. I have his vest. This one's way too loose. It was just the straps that were loose. Got them tightened. Eventually got going again. I'd say a good 10 minutes later. No joke, like the time, it was about 10 minutes of a stop and I felt awful. So kept running then, got some water on and I don't know if you've ever experienced like really bad reflux, no matter what you try and take to ease it. So like even like drinking water, swallowing water, it burns when you're trying to swallow it. So this was burning me, even the water. My water felt hot and it wasn't hot. It was a very cold morning, but that, that's the only way I can describe the burning sensation in my esophagus. So I got some water on, kept running, kept running, had some great tunes in my ears. Sam Fender was blasting. I was like, this is great. This is fine. It doesn't matter if it's slow. And then I kind of talked to myself around and I was like, Lynn, doesn't matter what time you finish this in, just get it done. These are the ones that stand to you. And to be fair, I'm what, over two years running now? Oh my God, I'm coming up in three years running. Wow, go me. Um, but I'm running that long and I've ne- I haven't had a race that felt that awful. Um, so I just kept going. I was like, just get it done, just get it done. Kept running, absolutely fine. Hit about the 10K mark. And then I started taking on my carbohydrate mix, uh, G1M Sports that I have started taking. So I really want to get used to having this. And to be honest, the way I felt after it on Saturday, I do think it's a better option for me than the gels and um, the energy gels having the G1M sport, you get the same amount of carbs in it. It also has added electrolytes um, and it's just an easier liquid than the gels. If you've had a gel, you know how gloopy they are. They're awful. Um, so I took was taking that on, took half of it on, felt good, really did give me a good boost of energy. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling much better now. I was going along like the coast and I could feel a tightness coming in from my ankle to the outer side of my knee. And it is the exact same injury. Well, not even an injury. It's more as a tightness that I got from the last half marathon race I did in Donaghy Forest. So I'm convinced it's, I, I'm convinced I'm not a half marathon runner. Like I'm either a 10K or the full 42. This half marathon malarkey, it clearly doesn't do me any good because I end up either injured or in really bad form from performing bad on the day. But anyway, I felt that, but I was grand. Corrected my form a lot because I felt, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit lopsided, which I had been from the, the hydration vest. So I kept going came along the seafront. And as you're coming around the corner to go along the seafront, I could see the people ahead of me. Wasn't really watching my time, but I'd obviously made up some time. And I saw the other guy we were running with a little bit ahead of me. Um, good old CQ himself. <clears throat> so I could see him ahead. And I was like, go on, you good thing. You're absolutely smashing this. So then I kind of got like real, I don't know, this like sense of pride, even though he was doing this all by himself. But I was like, I'm so proud. So I kept going, I could see him ahead of me and I was like, Grant, like he's going to smash this. And I knew he wanted to get under two hours. And I had a quick glance at my watch and I was like, oh my God, he's absolutely going to nail this. Like, this is amazing. So I was buzzing for him at that stage. Then like my kind of annoyance had kind of gone by. And I was like, yeah, no, this is great. Like this wasn't even your race, Lynn. This is more about getting him over the line, getting the, the half marathon in for him to get him all energized for the big one. It was never one that I wanted to PR and... Um, which I had said going into it, it was more just a training run for me, not a, a PR attempt or anything. So coming along the seafront then, 
my God, that wind would cut right through you. It was freezing. But it was so weird because like you're sweating from running 15, 16 kilometers already. You have another five or six to go and the wind is cutting you. So my arms like from my elbows down were freezing, but the rest of me was like sweating. And I was like, this is such a weird feeling. Kept going anyway. And I could see, um, I could see him ahead of me and I was like, you know what? Just put the boot down, get up to him and we'll finish strong together. So I'd say we were just over a kilometer left when I caught up beside him. Um, and then God love him, he had me screaming at him the whole way in. I was like, come on, come on, let's go, let's go, finish strong, faster, faster, because I was watching the pace the whole time. And obviously it was his first ever half marathon. You do start to slow towards the end. And I was like, he does not want to be any slower than what he's going. Like I knew he wanted, I knew he would have a certain pace in his head that he didn't want to dip below. So I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, I only realized when we finished, my Garmin was ahead of the actual course. So I was like, you've only got like 200 meters left. Um, but there was more than that left. But anyway, came around the corner, saw the finish line and we crossed and I was absolutely buzzing for him. So I think it was like a 149 overall. My, my watch gave me 148. The official chip gave me a 149, which to be honest, I don't even care about my time on the day. I was just buzzing for him. Um, and then the elite runner amongst us got a, a solid 132, which was incredible. Um, so buzzing for him. So yeah, like that, that was all like great. We were buzzing. Uh, we got photographs, we got videos. We were all absolutely delighted. And then we got in the car on the way home and I literally broke down crying. And I, I'm, I don't know if it was exhaustion, being a bit run down, stress levels, things a mixture of everything. But I just like broke down crying and I felt better for it afterwards. But it was a, it was a tough day at the office and probably the most tough run I've had since I started running. And I think I needed it. And that's going to sound really weird, but I think you have to go through that to actually become aware of number one, how far you've come so far. Number two, that's never easy. Like nothing in life is easy, no matter how much you do something or how often you're doing the same thing. Like things can always go south. There, there'll always be a, a shitty day, a crappy day. And that was one of them for me. And I always say this like to clients and to friends, like it's not always going to be perfect. Like it's not always rainbows and butterflies and sunshine. There are the shitty days and that race from my body was shitty and I need to correct myself when I say that because it, it like the day wasn't shit I loved the race I loved seeing the two lads do so well I loved being a part of that day for them as well like that was absolutely incredible and worth its weight in gold for me so from like a friend and coach and supportive person that I am and the big empath that I am I loved Saturday for them but for me personally from from my running for my I suppose, confidence in myself, it was a shit day for the run, excuse my language. But in saying that, I, I do think I will learn a lot from it. I do think it will provide that clarity on another tough day, if I have one, when I have one, that I got through, like I can dig deep and I can get through it again. Um, I think, I think those days are so needed. And I think, and I'm sure I will reflect back on this, further down the line and say that that half marathon 
did more for my running career than I'd ever give a credit for. And I can feel that already. It also gave me the kick up the arse I needed. I wasn't training hard enough. Like I wasn't doing what I should have been doing. And I suppose I do have to take into consideration that I did have COVID two months ago. I felt that I was recovered from that. Maybe I wasn't fully recovered. Um, I was very chesty the rest of the weekend. Lost my voice from coughing. Um, you know, so I was, and I was exhausted, like absolutely exhausted. I slept hours Saturday night and then had a nap on Sunday and then slept again really well Sunday night, but still was tired. And so I think, I think there was a little bit, an little element of that still lingering a bit, like the, the effects of that were still kind of lingering on me, perhaps. I don't know. I'm not a medical professional, but I do think that what I learned and gained about myself about my ability to keep going, to keep digging deep, to keep pushing through when all I wanted to do was stop and go back to the car. And I had so many options. I, I literally could have stopped at the 2K mark when I first stopped to fix the, the stupid hydration vest that I'll never use again. I'm raging with it. Uh, no, I will use it again. But like I could have stopped then and walked back to the car. Easily could have walked back to the car. I was probably closer to the car than I was the start line from where we parked. Could have walked back. I had the keys. I could have stopped at any time and gone to a marshal or anyone and been like, I'm not able to continue. I'm exhausted. I need to go back. And I wasn't exhausted. Like I knew I had it in me to do it, but that was just the, I suppose the stubbornness, you know, like I didn't want to do bad. So it was like, well, you either do good or you don't do it at all. And that's such an awful attitude to have. So I had to like correct myself along the route and be like, no, like stop being such a little bitch and cop on to yourself you're finishing this run whether you like it or not no matter how good or bad or indifferent your time is that's not important and I have to keep reminding myself like what do I say to any of my clients when they're doing things like just doing it showing up for yourself proving to yourself you can do it and you can overcome this is more important than what you actually get like your actions are more important than, than the outcome and me calling myself out showing up for myself and pushing through that barrier of just give up, like just run away from the problem. Like that's more important to me than the time I got, than the medal. Although the medals are great. Like we all love a medal. I've added another medal to my, to my tally. But even that, like normally I love getting a medal and, and like I get slagged over this all the time. Um, and if you know me at all, you know, I, I didn't play sports growing up. So I never got like community games medals or anything. And my partner always likes me and is like, you can tell you didn't get medals growing up. I live for the medal, but I got the medal on Saturday and I barely even looked at it because I was just so in my own head. But now that I can reflect on it and thank you for being my therapist and listening to my reflections. Um, but no, now I can reflect on it. I'm like, no, I got another medal. Like I got another run under my belt, got another medal really proud of myself and I'm still very new to this like very very new to this there's going to be crappy days there's going to be days that you're like oh this was awful but there's also going to be those great days and I know some people are probably thinking like oh my god she's three like nearly three years running well I'm not really nearly three years I started running in October 2019 so I'm like two and a half years running, basically. I'm I'm new to the racing world because my official races are one, two, 
three, four. That was my fifth official race. So I am still quite new to the racing world, to the environment, to the, to everything, I suppose. And it, I've, I've often heard of people saying like, oh, I perform better in my training than I do on the day. And I definitely don't think that's me because I do think adrenaline carries me a lot. And as bad as Saturday was, I think the adrenaline got me to do the rest of it. I think the experience, the the environment, that all helped me push through and get going. If I was just at home doing a 21K myself, the chances of me actually finishing it probably would have been a hell of a lot slimmer than what they were Saturday. So I do think the adrenaline stands to me. But I also have to remember that in my other races, like in my first 10K, the first half I did in the marathon last year, that was all adrenaline. That was all brand new. Like my first ever 10K, my first ever half, my first ever marathon, they were my first three official races because of lockdowns and everything being canceled and restrictions. I didn't have a lot of racing experience under my belt. So they were all the first, they were adrenaline filled, exciting, exhilarating. And the buzz and the feeling I got from completing them made me sign up for the next one and the next one. And which is why I am here awaiting the London ballot next week, which I actually can't believe that's next week. This is, that time has flown by. But like, that's why I'm here. Like I do it for the love of it. And that's why I was able to finish the race Saturday for the love of it. So I could get myself out of my own head. I could overcome that negativity that I was getting swallowed into of like, oh, you can't do it. It's a shit day, you're shit. You didn't train hard enough. It's this, it's that, it's the other. Like I could overcome all of that and just get, the race done because I do love this sport and I I've said this sometimes before if me 10 years ago could hear me now she'd laugh but I really do love this and it's something I want to keep doing and I'm really happy with the times I've gotten in other races before and I keep needing to remind myself of this like if I never get another personal best in a marathon distance or in a half marathon distance so be it I do it for the love of it if I do that's fantastic if I don't I'm doing it because I love the sport because I enjoy it because I get that buzz that adrenaline from doing it if I just get more efficient at running those distances but my pace or my time doesn't improve but my ability to recover my ability to do more mileage in a week compared to a year or two ago improves and I'm better at that and I can recover and I can adapt to that training load and I can increase that training load, then that's a win for me. It's not always about the time or the pace, but it is always about the medals. Always. I don't mind joking. Um, so there are other elements to it than just like being as fast as you can. Um, which, and I know, I know if you're listening to this, you're absolutely saying, you have to meet your time. Sure, why else are you doing it? Because um, I have someone that constantly says, sure, obviously you want to be better. Like, of course we all want to be better. But at the same time, being better for me can also be being able to recover better because I'm not a great recovery person. Um, but that's due to like sleeping economy. That's due to a whole other host of factors that are going to dramatically improve over the next couple of months, which is very exciting. My current training timetable would you call it isn't exactly optimal that's going to improve over the next couple of months sleep is going to improve there's a whole host of things that are going to improve and change over the next couple of months along with a whole load of stress 
So I have to be able to adapt to that too. So I suppose what I'm essentially saying is if the person who runs the ballot for London is listening, I'd really like a place in London because I feel like I'm going to be exhausted come Cork and I could just be in so much better, um, what would I say, a better position for London. So if you'd like to give me a place in London, that'd be great. But if not, sure look, we'll just adapt to Cork and see how we go. Um, but yeah, it was it was a learning curve of a run. It was a thoroughly enjoyable run. I am so buzzing for the two lads. And I'm I'm really looking forward to more runs with them, more training, more races. Uh, we might do another 10K or something in between. Um, I know one of them is literally like probably trying to avoid me, like the plague, in case I sign them up or get them signed up for more races. But it was it was a learning curve. It was I think it was the race I needed, not the race I wanted weird as that sounds but it will have taught me and benefited me so much more in the long run than another good yeah it was great everything felt great race because while you do learn a bit from them you don't really learn much about yourself in those races the ones that just come too easy the ones that just fly by the ones that a bit like what I said about Belfast you remember bits you don't remember at all because you're just going through the motions and it's all like yeah yeah this is all great everything is wonderful I feel fine I'm smashing this you learn more about yourself about your ability about your fitness about your body going through the tough ones so although it wasn't the race I thought I wanted it was the race I needed and for that I'm very grateful and I will leave you with that one. I have two great topics coming up to discuss. So another podcast will be released later on this week discussing how to get into running without any goals at all. No time goals, no pace goals, no distance goals, just wanting to run. But obviously being able to go out and run for an infinite amount of time but being capable of doing it. So that's that's the next topic I'm going to discuss in the next episode this week. But for now, I'm going to let you go. Leave your ears in peace. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please do let me know. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And as always, if you have any topics, any questions or anything you want me to discuss in the podcast, you can pop me an Instagram DM at Lynn underscore ET PhD coaching. Thank you as always for listening. And I will talk to you later in the week.